is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. If you still draft quarterbacks in round one, we're here to help. All right, that's our typical standard intro music, but you know what? Like, we need sadder music. We need, like, we need something really down, really low-key. The Aaron Rodgers might be out for the season music, so I think I'm just going to be kind of kind of upset for the next hour. Should be a good listen. Jamie, Heath? Well, you're also we- watching the Giants play, so you're probably going to be really depressed. <laughs> and your Yankees are down 0-2, so at least you have your Canes. Canes are top 10. Congratulations. There you go. Uh- if you had to pick one team... Knowing where the Yankees are right now, to win a title, Hurricanes, Hurricanes, yeah. So Heath, good evening to good evening to you, Heath. Aaron Rodgers might be out for the year. Did you hear? This is why we tell you not to draft quarterback early. Ah, oh, this is why, huh? <laughs> it's such an injury-prone position, you know. Always. Uh, no, it's awful, and it's not like it's awful if you spent your second or third round pick, or God forbid, your first round pick on Aaron Rodgers, but. It's awful if you own Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones. It's awful if you own Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams. It's awful if you own Randall Cobb. It's it, it's just it's a terrible thing. Yeah, it stinks, and and uh, that's our big news. We're gonna start with that. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring back who's the boss because there are just every week backfield battles that sort of you know week by week they make us think differently about different backfields. New England, uh, Washington, with Chris Thompson getting a lot of carries today. Baltimore. Green Bay, we'll talk about it all. Everybody good? Everybody have a nice Sunday? Week six Sunday, good? Treat you well? Yeah, Kirk Cousins, as it stands right now, is the uh, number one fantasy quarterback. Number one? Wow. Wow. That is outstanding. The curse is broken. Eli Manning's only in the first quarter, Jamie, so, you know, just be Well, that's true. That's true. So Trevor Simeon can catch him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Heath, you you good? Yeah, everything's pretty good. I mean, Kevin Hogan was pretty awful, and I got a bunch of tweets about that, but, you know, the way I see it... he outscored Aaron Rodgers and Jamison Winston. I don't, I don't know what you guys wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We knew that. We saw that coming. All right. So Rodgers breaks his collarbone and could miss the rest of the season. Safe to drop him, right? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So here's yeah. what happened in 2013. Tony when, Romo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I would really miss Romo on the broadcast, but it would make sense. In 2013, in well, seven it's, it's, games, uh, he, he could he could be uh, he could play the NFC games and then come back and do the <laughs> AFC broadcast. Or could he could he wear a microphone while he plays quarterback and they can just cover the Packers every week? I mean, they pretty much do. I think Fox would probably be upset with that. Yeah, probably. So uh, seven games without Rodgers in 2013, the Packers went two four and one. They averaged 21.7 points per game, which is pretty bad. Jordy Nelson. This is not good. These were his stats in seven games without Rodgers. I did not include the game that Rodgers got hurt against the Bears. The seven games after that. 32 catches for Jordy Nelson. That's like four and a half a game. 437 yards, one touchdown. Two games with double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues out of seven. They ran the ball a lot, not as much as they did before, but Eddie Lacy had about 18 carries per game, which actually was less than what he was averaging before the Rodgers injury. And you got to know, like, they didn't play well. They were losing a lot, so they couldn't run the ball as much as they would have liked. He averaged four yards per carry. But what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, they got New Orleans next week. How great would that have been for, for Aaron Rodgers? What do you guys think about the Packers? He, we do winners and losers, and the Packers offense is one of your two losers. Like, 
can you even think about starting Jordy Nelson and Adams and the running backs? What do you think? Oh, I don't think you're going to be able to get away from starting Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams because I still – this team, I don't believe, has a very good defense. And the offensive line it was good for like three quarters, but now they're all hurt again. They're all hurt. They're, two tackles left again and left guard left with an injury. They are – I don't I don't believe they're going to be able to run without the threat of Aaron Rodgers. They can't run block. So they're going to throw the ball a ton. And they're going to end up chasing the scoreboard. They're going to be a bad team. Adams and Jordy, I would expect, will still be started almost each and every week. Yeah. What they need to do is turn the offense over to Aaron Jones. Well, so they they basically split reps, Jones and Montgomery today. And they were both ineffective. Yep. But become a run team. See if you get the running running game. They don't have any offensive linemen. We don't know um, the severity of the injuries yet. Yeah, we don't we don't know how long they're going to be out. So then they have New Orleans this coming week, and then they have a bye, and then uh, Detroit and at Chicago and et cetera. Um, you know, I mean, I could see these guys being like Ty Hilton, right? I mean, Hilton's had five games so far, and three of them have been really bad. Two of them have been really good. So I don't I don't know that they're must starts every week. The difference I think though is Hilton is the guy in his offense. Yeah, he's there better. Are... He's better. You know. He's better than he's in the, a better situation than Jordy or Adams because they're he's he's not right. fighting for targets. That's, that's what I was gonna say. He he doesn't have to compete for targets like those guys do. The nice thing is is that look, Hunley got Adams in the end zone, so it's not like it was a complete dud. And he should have gotten Montgomery in the end zone. Yeah, he did have Montgomery in the end zone. He dropped it. Right. Yeah. I I would and and we also don't know if Hunley is the short term answer at quarterback. What is the long term answer? I mean, Romo's a joke, but you know it's uh. A Romo coming back is a joke, but I I wonder, you know, what what they do, you know, if uh if there is something because I don't think it's going to be Kaepernick after he filed the or he's going to um, file a lawsuit against the league. So yeah. is there is there somebody out there that can, you know, maybe bridge the gap for them? I don't know, Matt Flynn. I don't think there's anybody else. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I don't think they're making that. You, you, that that's a franchise-changing trade. You know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers not done for his career. Yeah. You know, the the thing that they could you know try and do is is there a backup somewhere? Not obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, but somebody like that. Do you that think going going forward you're going to prefer Alex Collins or one of the Green Bay running backs? Um, Collins. I'm gonna prefer the Green Bay running backs. All right. Well, we'll get to that. And who's the boss? Other news: Leonard Fournette hurt his leg, but he came back in. I was I had all these Chris Ivory stats queued up. Ivory six. Did he come on. back in? Or they yeah, said yes, he, was come back he in. did. They said he was able to come it, back yeah. in. I don't think he came back. He yet. may not have come back in. They had the game in hand. Uh, they were they were going to lose, um, but he was able to come back in. So that's that looks good. scary. His knee went one way and his body went another. It did. Yeah. So I think Ivory probably want to think about getting him anyway. Six percent owned. And uh caught a touchdown today on a screen pass. Did okay last year, actually, Chris Ivory, when he had double-digit carries. He scored eight or more fantasy points in four out of six games with double-digit carries. He had a lot of fumbles. Marcus Mariota is going to reportedly start tomorrow night or Monday night, depending on when you're listening. Jameis Winston left in the second quarter with a shoulder injury, but he expects to play next week. Golden Tate left with a shoulder injury. Bonanza, did anybody – we got an update on Golden Tate. Is it serious? Uh, I don't think we know. Now, do you actually get credit for the Bonanza? Yeah, we should talk about this. Here, here's the thing. I won't accept a loss. I, I can accept a draw, 
There were 90 points scored in the game, but there were five defensive touchdowns. Breeze yeah, and Thomas what, what, really was, failed. Was it a great fantasy day? I mean, it was for Ingram. Kamara was fine. Golden Tate was great. Marvin Jones, you got 20 points from Stafford, his second best game of the year. I think it, I think it was successful, a successful bonanza. I do, but so I understand. Breeze stunk. He did. He did. Michael Thomas stunk. Yeah. They're not all gonna be good. Amir Abdullah stunk. Yeah, but there was 90 points scored in that game. Well, what do you think? Was this a successful bonanza? I think, I think if, if you're willing to accept the draw, I will speak on behalf of Heath and Dave and say we will accept the draw <laughs> and there will be no bamboozles this week. <laughs> Bean boozles. So, alright, you know what? I'll put it up to Twitter. I'll put it up to Twitter. And we'll let, because, the, let the people First decide. of all, two of the craziest defensive touchdowns you will ever see. Yeah. Two defensive linemen standing on the goal line <laughs> caught yep. an interception and stepped in for, for an easy touchdown. That was nuts. So what, what should the Twitter polls say? Did Adam win the bonanza? Was this, was New Orleans, was Detroit New Orleans a successful bonanza? Yes or no? Yes. Are we cool yes. with that? Alright. Yes. I'll put that up now. I'm gonna encourage all 117,000. You will say nothing. You will oh, say, of course I'm gonna say You something. will say nothing. You have no control. Are you my, are you my Twitter police? Come on, let this be a legit poll that- He's gonna we- send you a bunch of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, Um Mike Pouncey left with a possible concussion and Jai still had a good game. And then, yeah, you know, we have a lot of fantasy, uh, commissioner dilemmas. I just want to say something. This, this morning, my wife was, uh, it was like, well, it was like right before game time. And she was looking at, uh, she was about to look at the lineups. And she goes, Oh, I you hope. You cheated again? No, no, no. I didn't do anything. She goes, Oh, I, I hope my opponent fixed her lineup. I was going to call her and tell her to do that. And I looked at her. I was like, What? No, you don't do. Let her fend for herself. You don't do that. You don't call your opponent and say, set your lineup. What the hell is this? Good for her for being a noble friend. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Alright, uh, who's the boss? How, how, how is that relevant? What do you mean, how's that relevant? Well, I don't understand what the relevancy is. I was just, I was just, amazed. oh, you're telling a story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you said commissioner dilemmas. I didn't know, like, if that tied into something. Oh yeah, no, it's not really a commissioner dilemma. Okay. Bad story? No. Kudos, kudos to Allie for being nice. Okay, thanks. I, this might be a better story. Last week she was playing, she was looking at her scores, and she says, uh oh, my opponent has Crowell, is that bad? And then before I can even answer, she goes, oh, he's on Cleveland, never mind. I said, there you go, uh, now you understand football. Uh, um, yeah. Speaking of you cheating, um, <laughs> do you regret not taking the trade off I sent you? What was it? Will Fuller for Aaron Jones? In a league where you were begging for receivers that you said we wanted to be good, not great? I don't know. I, I didn't then know. You countered, Heath, Heath, listen to what he countered with. I sent him that trade offer, which at the time Montgomery was still hurt. So yeah, that's a thing. Two, two, you would say pretty good waiver wire additions, right? Yep. He counters, this is what he counters with. After all the Giants guys are decimated, he counters with Wayne Gallman for Will Fuller. What's so that's bad? Awful. What's so bad about that? How is that fair? It's not fair. Jamie, we, we didn't have, we didn't have a fair, we didn't have the mechanics to make the trade work. I threw Aaron something Jones out there. for Wolf Fuller is fair given the- It is now. Roster. It is now, but if-, if It was then. If Montgomery was out, it was then? No, absolutely not. I was gonna well, lead you know, running we back. We knew Montgomery was coming back. We didn't know he was coming back this week. Ever? No, this week. It didn't matter. I, w- I wanted to go- Alright, let's play who's the boss. Wow. Tell me who's the boss. In the New England backfield, who's the boss? James White. Uh, it's the New England. Bill Belichick still the coach there? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill Belichick's the boss, and he does not like. 
you know, sometimes I used to work at a place where my schedule was not always the same. Like when you're a teenager and you worked at a fast food place and you have to check your schedule the week before. That's a New England thing. They don't have a set schedule each week. Their schedule changes each week depending on the needs of the company. And so Mike Gillisley really let them down with a fumble. Bill Belichick doesn't like fumbles. I wouldn't be surprised if Deion Lewis is the best running back next week. But just in time, Rex Burkhead's going to get healthy. So not that it's two things I think you gotta look at. First, Deion Lewis has to be added everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second thing is, is next week they're facing a team that stinks at defending pass catching running backs. Atlanta. At home. Mm -hmm. In Atlanta. So, James White's gonna go off next week. The game's in Foxborough, right? In New England, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, Deion Lewis though, I mean he's been better than, than Gillisley lately. And, uh, yeah. Good for him. Okay. I, I will say though, it is, it is somewhat encouraging as a Gillespie owner that after the fumble and after he was benched when Lewis came on and scored the touchdown, he was getting carries in the fourth quarter. But there's so little that's encouraging for, as the Gillespie owner. If he doesn't I score, agree. yeah. But they could have easily I, just said, you're done. They could have, yeah. Um, who's the boss in the Green Bay backfield? Green Bay running backs. Who's the boss? I, I think with how they're going to have to operate, I, I would lean toward Aaron Jones. I think they might both be unstartable for the rest of the season. You think so? I'm not saying you should drop them. I hope that one of them takes over the job. But in the current situation, my expectation is, yeah, Aaron Jones gets more work on first and second down. Ty Montgomery gets more work on third down. And the offense is terrible with Brett Hundley. Well, let's look at the numbers. Jones had 13 carries for 41 yards. Montgomery had 10 carries for 28 yards. They both had one catch for less than five yards, but Montgomery did drop an easy touchdown uh, from just a few yards out. Uh, you know, I I guess, Jamie, you say you, uh, that you're expecting more work from for, or you would expect the game to be more of a Jones-type game, but if they're trailing a lot, and remember they were 2-4-1 and one without Rodgers two, three years ago, wouldn't that be better for Montgomery? Sure, but... You know, I, I mean, it, it, it's at what point are they trailing? Are they trailing in the fourth quarter? Are they trailing in the third quarter? Are they trailing from the first quarter on? So, it, it's it, it'll be game specific. Okay. Next week they're probably going to be trailing early because they're playing a good offense that has a very good defense too. Heath, who's the boss in the Baltimore backfield? I think I'm making a change here. I'm going to go. With, I was excited about Javorius Allen after last week, but we're starting to see a trend. I wondered after last week when Alex Collins didn't fumble, does he get a couple more carries this week? He did. Up to 15 carries now, only 10 for Allen in this game. Allen's still getting targets, but and I've never seen anything like this. I, I'm going to check uh, later this evening or tomorrow what the lowest yards per reception with 50 receptions in a season is, because I think Javorius Allen may, may challenge it. He just gets tackled immediately every time he catches a pass. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Collins that offense got sucks. more work again. I'm going to expect that trend to continue unless he fumbles. I will say Collins is the boss. Collins is 48% owned. Deion Lewis is 21% owned. Jamie, who's the bigger priority, Collins or Lewis? Um, Collins, just because of the there's there's more easier path to guarantee touches. Who's the boss in the Washington backfield? And I'm really just asking Rob Kelly or Chris Thompson. Uh, Chris Thompson. Who, who do you expect he, to get more carries when Kelly's healthy? Kelly. Kelly. But I don't know if that matters. Thompson just looks amazing. 
Well, he had 16 carries for 33 yards, so, you know, but 105 receiving yards. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I still like Rob Kelly's outlook. Oh, I don't think it's a bad thing. Your question wasn't who is one good and one bad. Right, who's the boss? Yeah, I would say that Chris Thompson's Tony Danza and Rob Kelly's Alyssa Milano. Well, actually, maybe, um, is it, was it <laughs> well, Julia actually. Bowers? She was the actual boss, right? Tony just worked for her. I think it was Judith Light. Judith Light. Well, actually. Uh, I will say that, um, yeah, Chris Thompson is Tony Danza, who was the cool on the show, and, um, R- Rob Kelly's the boss. So, I don't know who's Mona though. I guess, who's who, well, P. Ryan, I guess. Who would you rather own rest of season? Kelly or P, or, uh, or Thompson? I'd rather own Thompson because he's, he's healthy and playing right now. Yeah, and, and you see what their receiving core is right now. It, it's not great. Thompson's their go-to guy. Who is the boss? Let's go with the same team. Who is the boss? Who, would, that, the show would not have been as good if it was, who is the boss? Uh, who's the boss among the Washington tight ends? Reed or Vernon Davis? Ugh. I'm gonna stick with Reed, but I don't have any great argument for doing so. You know, I, I, I feel bad for Heath in this regard that he was clearly Greg Olson over Jordan Reed. And he doesn't get the chance to prove it, that he's right. Ol- Olson <laughs> may still beat him. Uh, he, he might by the end of the season, yes, very true. <laughs> Yeah, what a shame. But yeah, it's um I don't know what I I haven't watched him closely enough specifically on plays. I noticed it like five plays into watching Tyler Eifert that he just was not the same. He'd gone through too many of these things and he just didn't look right. I I haven't noticed that standing out like it did with him with Reed, but that could be it. I mean, the guy's just taken a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. And they come off their bye, it, and Reed said he's not 100% healthy, so he he's not going to be. Davis had the exact same play in this game that he had in the Chiefs game. It was just a long catch at the end. I think this one was for uh, 51 yards. I don't remember what it was in the Chiefs, but it was near, I, almost identical. Like, he's running from the right side of the field to the left side of the field, he gets about the 20 and he gets, uh, you know, a few defenders in front of him, mm-hmm. but he had like 30 yards of just open space where nobody was near him. It, it, it was like, you, you thought you were watching a replay. So right now, are you thinking buy low or heck no on Jordan Reed? I, I think heck no. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how low you could buy, but probably heck no. Um, and just an update on my uh, statistical uh, inquiry from earlier. Javorius Allen has caught 23 passes already. Averaging five yards per reception. Bad. No player has ever caught 50 passes in a season and averaged less than 5.5. Wow. The closest was former Baltimore Raven Ray Rice. Huh. Yeah. How about that? Uh, all right, let's do these quickly here, and we'll get to the rest of the show. Um, who's the boss in the San Francisco backfield? I'll go with Carlos Hyde because touchdowns are fantasy points. And how about the Houston backfield? Miller. All right. Those, yeah. were, those were layups. Now, look, you want to go to a football game, maybe a basketball game, NBA starting up, maybe a baseball game. I'll be at game three Monday night, everybody. How about a concert? How about comedy? How about theater? Make SeatGeek your go-to app whenever you need tickets to an event. And if you want 20 bucks off your first purchase, use our promo code FFT. I can tell you firsthand – 
how great the SeatGeek app is. I use SeatGeek. I recommend it to all of my friends and my family members. I really do. And so many of our listeners have used our promo code because they know it's a great deal. The 20 bucks off with the promo code FFT. Now, the best way to get a great price is to search multiple sites, right? That's what you got to do. Now, SeatGeek does that for you. It pulls in results from multiple sites, and it shows you the best bargains, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. It's the only app or website that you're going to need for tickets. And our listeners get 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. That's promo code FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Time for winners and losers for Fantasy Week 6. And, uh, you know, I think we've covered a lot of it, but we haven't covered this guy, Cameron Brait, Jamie. He's 89% owned. He was started in 67% of leagues. Three big games in a row. Is it four big games in a row? Uh, yeah, four games in a row with a touchdown for Cameron Brait. Uh, just taking advantage of matchups or legit sauce here? Oh, I think it's legit. I mean, you know, you've seen now this is two games in a row with uh eight plus targets. So he's part of this uh this passing offense as as much as Mike Evans, as much as Deshaun Jackson. So uh the the thought of OJ Howard taking, you know, production away, uh, that's clearly uh, a th- a thing of the distant past. And even from one quarterback to the next, you know, from Winston in this game to Fitzpatrick, that was an area they thought that they could win, and they did. So he's he's must start going forward if he hasn't proven that already. Cameron Brait or Jordan Reed? Oh, Brait. Really? You gotta go Brait now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, how- I, w- I would say that there's there's two tight ends that you could look at. You know, I I don't know if you want to throw Hunter Henry in there because we thought he would be good and he's starting to you know look like that way. But between Brait and Austin Safarian Jenkins, I I think must start going forward based on the offenses that they're in and how they're playing. Well, I I agree must start because there aren't that many must start tight ends, but But better better than Jordan Reed, yes, and maybe better than Jimmy Graham. So here's the th- mm, I can't wow. So here's the thing about Safarian Jenkins, like he really has had the great matchups. He had Cleveland and New England back to back. You know? We don't care about that. Oh, no, but uh, you know, you still look at what this receiving core is. And yeah, you go back to the preseason you know, they they said that he was going to be a big part of the offense. Um, How could you take him over over Jimmy Graham? Come on now. What what has Jimmy Graham done so far? No, he hasn't really done that much. But honestly, like Safarian Jenkins hadn't done that much until this week because even last week he had 29 yards and a touchdown against Cleveland. Sure, but you know you got to buy into targets and catches. You know, eight targets, six catches. This week's 11 targets, eight catches. And if he scores a second touchdown, which he should have, he should have, yeah. Then you you know you're talking about a monster monster day. So Heath, am I crazy? Who who are you taking rest of the season? Graham or Safarian Jenkins? I will still take Graham over Safarian Jenkins. All right. Um, we've got uh, Chris Thompson as Jamie's other winner. We talked about him. Heath's winners are oh this guy Adrian freaking Peterson. Thirty-four percent started. I think, he, I think he buried the lead a little bit there, Adam. Yeah, I think I did. Number one running back in fantasy this week, uh, going into the Sunday night games. Twenty-six carries, one hundred thirty-four yards, and two touchdowns. And yes, he looked really good. Wow. What do you think about Adrian Peterson? I don't think uh, Tampa Bay enjoyed their flight across the country very much because they did not show up to this game ready to play. That was an embarrassment. Peterson looked better, and he's always going to be better with work. I don't want to sell him short, but Tampa Bay was just awful defensively, especially early in this game. Uh, I put a poll out on Twitter just about 30 minutes ago. Adrian Peterson is a must-start running back again, believe it or not, for tomorrow's column. 
And fifty six percent fifty six percent do not believe it. Really? really? That surprises me. Wow. And I, I think I pretty much agree with them. I mean, you look at his upcoming schedule at the Rams next week. I could certainly understand starting him, and I will probably have him ranked inside my top 20 running backs. I mean, we're a long way from that. But there's also a very decent chance that you have two starting running backs on your roster ahead of Adrian Peters. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard to call him must-start. From I mean, must-start, I would think he'd be a top 15 type guy. And I'm, I'm not sure that Peterson is that. I, I don't know that they get into this type of game flow and game situation very often. And I don't know that Peterson's legs hold up to 26 carries either. So high. So high. I mean, look, he, he looked great. Give him credit. Give the Cardinals credit. You know, I mean, uh, I, I was speaking to myself, you know, didn't think that this was going to be a good move at all for them. And they, they showed that they could still run the ball with effectiveness, that their offensive line is not completely incompetent. And then maybe it has been Chris Johnson just bringing things down. But there is, this is his best game. You know, in all honesty, he should probably just retire right now. Like, I have my moment. I'm good. You know, he wants to play five more years. Huh? He wants to play five more years. Yeah, you know, if if you look at the if you look at the uh, game, he still looked like he was running a little slow. And and I know that sounds like you know I'm I'm pooping on his parade, but um, he 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 did everything that you could have asked for him to to do in this game, and you could probably get. Something great in return. Go to the Aaron Rodgers owner with your backup quarterback and Peterson and see if you can get something of, of a starter, uh, in, you know, that's, that, that will improve your team. Would you trade Adrian Peterson straight up for Amari Cooper? I think that's kind of team need, but in a vacuum, I would say yes. Yep. Okay. Who would you rather have rest of season? Adrian Peterson or Heath's other winner, Jarek McKinnon? McKinnon. Oh, I'll go with McKinnon. He he had, he was running hot in this one. And uh, again, as another situation of this game probably worked out a little better for him because of the game flow. I'm not sure it would have been quite this good, but he's running really well. He even had a long run called back, a long pass catch called back because of penalty. So I I think McKinnon is going to be pretty close to my start. And yeah, look- he's he's. He's looked great the last two weeks. You look at the schedule. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's like a super easy schedule, but I don't think there's anything there that really scares you. It looks like a more or less favorable schedule for Minnesota going forward. Um, and, I, yeah, I would say not so bad for Arizona either, for what that's worth for Adrian Peterson. But uh, McKinnon could be set up for a good one. And, and Murray had 15 carries, and he went for 28 yards. So He just doesn't have any explosiveness. Like, there are holes that are open when he touches the ball in the backfield. And he can't get through them. Yeah, that's another guy, Latavius Murray, who is not 100% healthy. He said it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, losers from Fantasy Week 6. Heath has Javoris Allen as a loser and the Green Bay offense. We talked about those guys. Jamie has Mike Gillisley as a loser. We discussed him. Who would you rather have rest of season, Gillisley or Peterson? Peterson. Okay. Peterson. And Matt Ryan is Jamie's other loser, and it is so interesting. I don't know what to say at this point. 13 fantasy points. The Dolphins appear to have a very good defense. They still haven't given up more than 20 points in a game yet, but Ryan hasn't scored 20 fantasy points yet. Uh, what do you think about Matt Ryan? How concerning is this for you, Jamie? I mean, it's it's frustrating. He had a really nice touchdown pass to Marvin Hall, and it looked like he was set up to have a big day. I really don't understand the, the game flow for the Falcons because Devontae Freeman was awesome in the first half, and they just completely went away from him. So they're they're – 
game plan was was a little weird. Uh, they they kind of let the Dolphins back in the game, you know, by by how they were operating offensively. Offensive line did not look good, but I think Matt Ryan's still a buy low candidate because there's going to be some big games coming. Because you can't have Julio Jones playing like this if, unless if Julio Jones is going to stink all year, then Ryan's going to stink all year. And, but, and that's the that's the thing. And throw the beep 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 ball to Julio <laughs> Jones. He got seven targets in this game. Less targets than Hooper. Less targets than Gabriel. I understand if you want to spread the ball around a little bit and only throw it to him nine, ten times, that's fine. But even on their final drive, that last play of the game, the game's on the line. You're driving to try to win the game, and they're not throwing the ball to Julio Jones. Mm -hmm. That's what's wrong with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, it was obviously I watched Red Zone, so I didn't see that much of it. But on that final drive, he just wasn't looking at Julio Jones enough. It was, it was weird. I I was like, is Julio Jones even on the field? Oh, there he is. He's the gigantic guy. But again, he's been hurt, and I hope he's healthy. <laughs> uh, buy low or heck no on Matt Ryan. I'll buy low. Uh, I will buy low, yes. And uh, I wonder if if the Ryan owner in your league has Ryan and Watson or Ryan and Wentz or Ryan and, I don't know, Alex Smith, if that's you where you go as the Aaron Rodgers owner yeah. is, you know, make an offer for Ryan. To try and salvage your season. Who's a better buy low, Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger? Ryan easily. Roethlisberger was awful today. Yeah, but I, I still think that second half schedule is going to really lend to Roethlisberger playing well. They're not going to be this bad. Yeah, but he was, he finished with 14 fantasy points. The touchdown to Antonio Brown was a 10 point swing. Should have been an interception. And, and, and bounced off of a defender's face. And right. And the interception though was not his fault too. That's true. Okay, so if we take away that interception, but we give him the pick and take away the touchdown, he should have had six points in that game at Kansas City. He was Kevin Hogan today. But but the thing I was excited about for him was getting his right tackle back, Marcus Gilbert, and Marcus Gilbert left with an injury. So right back where we started there. Um, I want to look at the leaderboard for Fantasy Week 6 at the four main positions, but the draft app. I want you all to play more fantasy football, do some snake drafts every week. Play on draft and use our promo code FF today for a free entry. FF today is the promo code when you sign up on draft. All right, on this week on the draft app, I accepted challenges from two listeners. And Scott Sheriff, you finally got me. Congratulations. I can thank Michael Thomas for my very narrow loss to Scott Sheriff. But Jervs, you challenged me. You talked trash. You thought you were going to win. You lost, buddy. You lost to the champ. And I think you all out there, you can tell when I tell you about the draft app and do these reads, you can tell how much I, I genuinely really like playing on draft. And it's just because I love snake drafts. And I love the competition. I love this aspect of daily fantasy where you're the only player, you're the only owner that owns a particular NFL player. So one of your guys does well, you're the only one that's benefiting from it. And draft is different and it's awesome and you can play and you can win some money. And you can play for free on draft. You can enter a pay contest for free when you download draft or you go to playdraft.com. And you use the promo code FF today. That's promo code FF today on playdraft.com. What the heck are the Giants doing right now? Like the one time I want them to lose because I need the Broncos DST to come through? Stop it! Come on! Okay, the leaders. Kirk Cousins. I guess you could say the shine's coming off the Denver defense tonight. Yeah. I don't get that at all. So what he said about Deshaun Watson. Oh, oh, I thought it was a pun. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for that, Heath. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 31 points. Deshaun Watson, 29. Carson Palmer, 27. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz tied at 26. Uh, Cousins, Watson, Palmer, Fitzpatrick, and Wentz. Jamie, your reactions to that top five? Well, Cousins, I expect him to play well. It's great that he's, you know, number one, at least as of now. Um, the, the weird thing about it is he's getting, he's getting his production without his receivers making a lot of plays. You know, I mean, Terrell Pryor has been such a dud. Crowder was a dud. Doxon had the one catch for a touchdown. You should have seen us, uh, in the green room today, Adam. Um, I picked up Doxon in two leagues last minute and started him today. And I couldn't have been more excited when Cousins, who's the start of the week, throws the touchdown to Doxon on their opening drive. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a monster game. I had Doxon ranked in my top 30. I was really excited about it. <laughs> and sure enough, that was his only play. Yeah, that's what he does. He catches like one or two balls, and one of them is a touchdown. Uh, yeah, it was a great week for Cousins, at least for fantasy. A little uneven in the game. Heath, Watson, Palmer, Fitzpatrick, Wentz, anyone you want to highlight there? Uh, you know, different way to do it, I guess, for Carson Palmer this week. For the first, uh, month of the season, he was kind of scra- you talked about how hard everything looked for him and mm-hmm. he needed the high volume just to be a decent fantasy quarterback. And this was the exact opposite. Everything was easy because he was throwing to one of the top three receivers in NFL history who proved it once again. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson is just amazing. Uh-huh. He, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes and he'll still do stupid stuff like the pick six. But he's amazing. There were some fluky touchdowns today. One of them was John Brown's. That was not fluky, not fluky, but lucky to be a touchdown. It was kind of a weird play. All right, top five running backs in fantasy week six with Adrian Peterson number one. Nope, I'm wrong. Melvin Gordon snuck in there at number one, especially in PPR. Coming for you, at 26 fantasy points on like 3.2 yards per carry or something, but you know how he does it. One rushing touchdown, nine catches for 67 yards. Peterson is two. Le'Veon Bell is three. Ingram is four. Great game from Mark Ingram. 25 carries, 114 yards, and two touchdowns, plus five catches for 36 yards. And Leonard Fournette and Jarek McKinnon tied for fifth overall. This is standard scoring. By the way, um, well, let me ask you this. Le'Veon Bell, his second game in his last three with more than 30 carries. Does everybody need to pick up James Conner? No. James Conner can't do what Le'Veon Bell is doing right now. I I get that, but I just don't like like come on man, give Connor seven carries a game. Don't run Bell into the ground. It's so stupid. They but, might have lost this game if they hadn't run Bell into the ground. He carried their offense. Here's here's what you have to do as a coach when you have a great running back is run him and run him and run him some more. And then when you're done with him, you discard him and get somebody else. No, that's not a nice thing to say. Well, but the it's truth. the nature of the, it's the nature of position. I mean This is an you know, exceptional amount of carries. What do you mean it's not a nice thing? They're paying them millions of dollars to do it. It's a very, very unkind thing to say. Care about your player's health. No. I do not support this message. Okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't want him to get hurt, but I, I, if I'm the, the Steelers, I want to get his best production now. Is Mark Ingram a sell high candidate or do you think he's a, he's a must start going forward? You know, a lot of times I feel like we're kind of stupid because we act like we know better than the coaches. It's nice when one of these times we're proven right for like the 17th time on Mark Ingram. Just give him the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't I, think he's a sell high. I think look, the top 12 running back rest of the season. To- totally agree. I, I, I think this t- today worked out as great as anything you could have asked for from this trade. Peterson yep. was great. Ingram was great. Kamara was very good. And everybody wins. Kamara was not good in standard though. He had 75 rushing yards. And did he, what he have? He had eight points in standard? Yeah. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. 
It's a low end number two. Is that we all had him ranked? Yeah, I mean, whatever. He was disappointing in PPR. Why I had four catches. We had, we had 12. Yeah, you know what? He was fine. He was fine. Good for you. All right. It was wide, just what we expected. Wide receivers, your top five wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. And then we have a three-way tie. Golden Tate, Mike Evans, and Marvin Jones. They all had right around 95 yards and a touchdown. And Evans, all of his production did not come against Patrick Peterson. No. <laughs> you Crazy. got lucky today. Yeah. I mean, two huge catches, both of them on a different cornerback on the right side of the field. The touchdown was on Bethel, and everybody scores on Bethel. Marvin Jones got a lot of targets today. Is this just because they played the Saints and they were coming from behind and they had to throw a lot, or is this because Marvin Jones is going to be going to be you know a flex worthy guy rest of the season? He's been building toward this. I actually dropped him in our podcast league to pick up Mike Williams because I thought with their bye week next week and if Williams starts to play better, I wanted to take the upside play because I was I wasn't going to start either one. But if you have uh, if you picked up Marvin Jones, he's uh, I think under fifty percent owned. Um, I'll tell you right now, 59, it's, uh, 59%, excuse me, under mm-hmm. 60%. Um, he's, he's worth holding through their bye week, especially if Tate is banged up. Alright, I'm gonna go right to tight ends here, and then we'll talk about the games in just a second. Rob Gronkowski's your number one tight end with 20 fantasy points in standard. Cameron Brait and Zach Ertz tied for two and three. Evan Ingram already is <laughs> number three, and they've played, uh, about 18 minutes in that game, and he just caught a touchdown. And Dion Sims, let's forget about him, and let's go to number six, Hunter Henry. Does it matter to you at all that Hunter Henry got like almost seventy of his ninety yards on the on the Chargers' final drive of the game? No. This I mean this was a disappointment up until that point, so it matters to that extent. I tell you, and it was the same thing that happened with Keenan Allen because he was a huge disappointment in this game. Rivers is just throwing the ball to Melvin Gordon so much, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone. Yeah, oh, it's everywhere. He's captain checkdown. Uh, I, I think you know we can talk about this now because at, at the very least, Evan Ingram is going to score ten fantasy points with forty-two yards and a touchdown. I, I, he he could really be the guy who benefits the most from all these injuries. I well, as long as Sterling Shepard's out for sure. Yeah, but even if Shepard's back, I don't know. I I feel like he's a more talented pass catcher than Sterling Shepard. I do not. I mean, they were both wide receivers maybe, but then you factor in the position. I think he's going to be more valuable than Sterling Shepard. Yes, agree. Heath? I He definitely will be until Sterling Shepard gets back. <laughs> Thanks. All right, uh, news and notes, and then we'll get into the games. Tom Brady is the winningest quarterback in NFL history. It took long enough, Tom Brady. C.J. Beathard took over for Brian Hoyer, and San Francisco, they're just rebooting. Deshaun Kaiser could start for Cleveland next week, and Teddy Bridgewater could return to practice this week, in which case he'll have a few weeks to get back off the pup list, or get back into the active roster. Uh, Chicago running back Benny Cunningham left with a hamstring injury. It's not huge news, but it happened. Rashad Perryman left with a concussion. And then some offensive line slash defensive injuries. Mention this one, but Pittsburgh right tackle Marcus Gilbert, he left with an injury, a hamstring injury in the second quarter. Greg Robinson, the Lions left tackle, left with an ankle injury. They've got a bye coming up. He's not a very good left tackle. They're hoping to get their their real left tackle, uh, Taylor Decker, back. Detroit safety Glover Quinn was evaluated for a head injury. Minnesota played without Andrew Sandejo, and then Anthony Barr, their linebacker, left with a concussion. So that's a safety and a linebacker. Might not be available next week against Baltimore. Green Bay cornerback Quinton Rollins got hurt in the second quarter. That was the fourth 
Green Bay starting defensive back to be out because they came into the game without three defensive backs, and he was the fourth, Quentin Rollins. And Washington into a game against Drew Brees. Oh yeah, it's great, right? Uh, Washington is mega banged up now. They they lost a safety, Brashad Breeland, a cornerback, and defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. And Breeland and Allen are having MRIs, and Josh Norman's already out. So good for Carson Phil- Wentz. Carson Wentz, and that I mean, I'm really looking forward to that game. Monday Night Football, Washington at Philadelphia. Uh, we were having this discussion today. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFL right now? No. Oh yeah. In the NFC, the NFC, I thought, I saw that asked on one of the talk shows and I thought, no, that's silly, it's clearly Green Bay. That's not the case anymore. Are well, they... you would say that they're better than Atlanta, right? I don't think they're gonna win the NFC. I'll just say that. Like. Who is? Seattle? The field. <laughs> could be Seattle, could be Dallas. I'm not counting Dallas out, even if they don't have Zeke. I'd go with Seattle. I mean, like I mean, Philly, Seattle, Seattle just has a way to get themselves right. Mm-hmm. Philly might be the best right now in the NFC, but what about I, don't New think, Orleans? I don't think they're going to win. I don't know. It's three straight games of good defense. It's true. They did play pretty well defensively, even with all the points scored. Wasn't on defense necessarily. All right, almost touchdowns for Jeremy Curley, Ty Montgomery, Hunter Henry, George Kittle, Austin Safarian Jenkins. They almost scored. Safarian Jenkins actually did score. So did Curley actually. Um, Chargers and Raiders. That's Ty Montgomery. I said that one, yeah. I'm sorry. Breeze through it. Uh, Chargers 17, Raiders 16. Okay. Hmm. Takeaways from this game. Well, how about Derek? Derek Carr think? How about that? How about Carr and Cooper? What do you guys think? I mean, Derek Carr looks bad. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. I, I I'm going to assume that Derek Carr's not healthy yet. Although he was bad before he got hurt. He was bad. He was great twice, and he was bad twice. Yeah, but the two games before he got hurt, he was bad. That is true. One of them was against Denver. Only Eli Manning does well against Denver, apparently. Um, they have the Rivers. Chiefs on Thursday. Yeah, Rivers. They have the Chiefs on Thursday. I'm assuming they're going to be sits. Um, Marshawn Lynch, he 13 carries. Look, he didn't play badly. He just only got to six no, points. He, this clinched it for me. They just, and maybe they're waiting until the second half and they're trying to make sure he gets there, but they just will not, cause they had the perfect situation. Two different drives where they were up and he was sitting right around 10 carries and he was running well, averaging five yards a carry. They were getting everything they wanted when he was running the ball and they just didn't, they just went away from him. They don't want to give him, I don't think there is a path to more than 15 carries for Marshawn Lynch right now. Yeah. You know what? I think Oakland really, they got to, they're, they should be uh, kicking themselves for not running the ball more. This is the worst run defense in the NFL, arguably. They should have run the ball more. And they ran effectively. Stupid. He was at 8 for 49 at the half. <sighs> and he finishes with 13 for 63. Come on. Uh Pittsburgh 19, Kansas but City 13. But if there's 13. anything that is a consistent thing, it's Michael Crabtree scoring against the Chargers. Five games in a row. Wow. He has a touchdown against the Chargers. All right, Pittsburgh 19, Kansas City 13. The Steelers had the ball for nearly 37 minutes in this game. And it was... uh a bad day for the Chiefs offensively, although you did get Kareem Hunt with 89 receiving yards, so double-digit fantasy points again. Uh, any? Keith, ma- what was your what was your take on the uh, lack of field goal attempt there at 12-3? Uh, it was awful, terrible. Agreed, agreed. How much do you guys trust Tyreek Hill? This is now two games out of six with more than six fantasy points in standard scoring I, leagues. My expectation is Tyreek Hill is not going to play this week. He got hurt? Before, 
before the final drive of the, last the game. Punt return. To, he got two, two helmets on his helmet on a punt return, and he was – if he's not in the concussion protocol, then I don't know how you get in it. He uh, they've, they've got a short week. Yeah, he came he came up the sideline. He spun, and as he spun, he spun into two guys that just cracked him. All right. Well, when he's healthy, I mean, is he is he still a must start? You always rank him as if he is a must start, Tyreek Hill. So, are you down on him now? I think Heath made a good point uh, on, our, on one of our shows last week that you know you're you're kind of ranking him on his big playability. That you don't want to have that out of your lineup on the chance that it happens. But we're starting to get to a point. This was my fear for him coming into the season was that we'd have. One big game, two bad games. Two big games, four bad games. You know, and that's kind of the way he's looking because of how Alex Smith and it operates with his receivers. He's just never been a guy that supports a number one receiver as a fantasy at the fantasy level. You know, Macklin was good. Um, Tyreek Hill last week last year was good, but you know they throw to their running backs, they throw to the tight ends. Clearly, um, we just like uh, Nick Costas, our, our video host. He made a trade because he lost Odell Beckham, so he traded in a standard league. Duke Johnson in a fifth round pick to get Tyreek Hill. You know, it was one of those things where you're trying to, you know, salvage your, your, your season by, you know, losing somebody like Beckham. That's not a bad uh, trade. I, no, not, not at all. But is, is he the type of guy that you could just say, I, I, I can leave in my lineup at this point? And I don't know if the answer is yes. I'd rather, if I were going to make that trade, I'd rather do it for Amari Cooper. Uh, I don't think I, he, I do uh, have another, a, a Twitter poll over this game. Okay. Is Alex Smith droppable? What? No. Well, you know what? There's an owner in every league that will pick him up because the Rodgers owner will get him. Right. Is, is Ben so – who's more droppable, Big Ben or, uh, or Smith? What's that? Who's more droppable, Alex Smith or Ben Roethlisberger? I'll still say Alex Smith because I, I – and I will – I'm more worried about Ben after this game than I was after last week. Uh, I got another Twitter poll for you. Was Detroit New Orleans a successful bonanza? And yes, 64%, no 36%. No, hold on, let me, let me influence that for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is 1200 votes. Like you guys no, are- I'm about, I'm about to change that. You could choose, do you want to eat dead fish, stinky socks, lawn clippings, barf, booger? Booger could be nice. Could be, could be good. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get juicy pear instead. Uh, what's the latest on Zico Elliott, by the way? I may have missed a, a news flash, Jamie. Oh, just with the, I mean, I don't know what you and Dave talked about on Saturday, but there's a lot that changed between Saturday and, and today. Kind of. <laughs> that there was the report that he will be allowed to play. The suspension is not going to hold. And then the NFL said any report to that is erroneous that he will be suspended immediately. So this is still going to be decided in the courts. Um, I still am under the impression that he's going to play week seven because I can't imagine that the NFL is going to overrule what the court system says. And I think what J- what Jason Lockerforce said this morning was he expects Ezekiel will not be allowed to into the team facility this week for practice. Hmm. Okay. All right. Next game: Arizona thirty-eight, Tampa Bay thirty-three. Do you think Adrian Peterson makes Carson Palmer better or worse or the same? Better. Better. I mean, <laughs> David Johnson certainly made it better. Do you think John Brown is? Worth, you think he's right at 62% or should he be higher? Because, you know, he's getting, a, he's getting slightly lucky with the last two games scoring those touchdowns. What do you think, John Brown? I'll go back to what I said, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I believe if John Brown is 100% and preparing to play in the upcoming week, that he should be nearly 100% owned and started as a number three. I mean, look, he's doing what we thought, we never thought he was going to be a six catch, seven catch, you know, 
guy on a weekly basis. He's he's a guy that's a boomer bust type of player, and right now he's hot. What happened to Andre Ellington? Adrian Peterson. I mean, but still, uh, he, he got game script a little too. It just being being so far ahead. They, yep. they, he's right. yeah, he's a pass catching back, and yeah. they didn't have a whole lot of reason to. I mean, you just throw to the receivers against that secondary, and just figure the, find the one that's not being covered by Brent Grimes and. Yeah, well, they are at the Rams next week. That was really disappointing. No catches for Ellington. Yeah. Uh, uh, Miami 20, Atlanta 17. Dolphins had the ball for 34 minutes and 24 seconds. Falcons had the ball for 25 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, let's see. We got Jay Ajayi. Okay, 26 carries, 130 yards. This is two straight games with 25 or 26 carries, but this time he made them count. Still has not scored this season. Gets the Jets at home next week. Jamie, your outlook on Jay Ajayi going forward. So I don't think I shared this story on the air, but uh, so Jay came into our building this week to do something uh, for one of our video shows. And uh, I know Jay a little bit from uh, his trainer, Tony Villani. And, you know, we said hello to each other. And then he went over to the video shoot. And he, he said to one of our producers after we had made him the start of the week the week before, He's like, I hope Jamie's not mad at me because I let him down. <laughs> um, he's like, I don't really know the fantasy stuff too well, but I know that fumble probably hurt. And so, uh, I thought that was kind of cool that he, <laughs> he yeah. recognized that. Um, the, 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 the thing about, it, I think Adam, you pointed this out that he's had 20 or more carries in their wins and not right. a lot of carries in their losses. Right. And this one did not set up for him to have a big workload if you just looked at what the scenario was. But this is extremely encouraging, especially with the fact that Pouncey got hurt. So you look at the the Jets, their run defense, I don't think is very good. Um, Leonard Williams got hurt in the game. I don't know the extent of his injury uh, in the loss to the Patriots. And, you know, we, we, we said when we looked at this game that, you know, you go pick up Deion Lewis. Well, you look at what the the Patriots, who, you know, they're they're a good running team. They're not a great running team. They were able to get 25 carries for 118 yards and a touchdown out of their group of running backs. So Ajayi should have another monster week next week against Jets at home. Okay, and the uh, – right, who do you like better rest of the season, Jarvis Landry or Devontae Parker? Landry. I think you have to go Landry on the thought of, one, the targets have been there for him consistently, and two, health. I mean, this has been a knock on Parker. You know, motivation and health. You know, he seemed to have the motivation in, in, in check, you know, coming into the season. But now he's hurt again, and who knows how long this injury is going to linger. All Adam, right. can we go back to the uh, Chiefs-Steelers game real quick? Sure. Ian Rappaport just tweeted, uh, Martavis Bryant recently requested a trade. His teammates and coaches are well aware that he's unhappy. <laughs> what? Okay. Pick up Juju. Yeah. They're not trading him. Uh, well, no, I don't think they – it's the NFL. Trades almost never happen in the first place. But in this situation where he doesn't have a good relationship with Ben – now he wants to be off the team. They're publicly talking about how he might get benched and play Juju outside more. And Juju's been better than him. Mm. I, I just wonder if his role disappears. They, they, that would be very, very dumb on their part because he is their big play receiver. They need they to get need him speed. right. They huh? need to get him right. Like he's a big, he's a, he'd be a great player. He needs to get right and Roethlisberger could use him for sure. All right, uh, New Orleans 52, Detroit 38. Are we done with Amir Abdullah? Like, what is he? What is Amir Abdullah at this point? Ugh. He had a good run. 34-yard <laughs> <laughs> run. He sure did. He's, I mean, 
I still think he's in that borderline number two flex conversation more often than he's not. Okay. They just need to, get, you know, I think throw him the ball a little bit more. His best game so far this year have come when he's been involved in the passing game. He has zero targets in this game. Adrian Peterson oh, no, he or didn't. He, had, he had two. Or Amir Abdullah. Adrian Peterson. Oh, I was or reading the notes. He had two targets. Abdullah had two targets. At least the box where I'm looking at. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think what I was looking at. I, I think I looked at the, yeah, I know what he happened. No, he had no catches. I know what happened. Um, but, uh, Abdullah or Peterson rest of season? I mean, I think at this point you have to say Peterson to be silly not to. Yeah. I'm gonna say Abdullah. I hope you're right. How about any concerns about this Michael Thomas terrible game? No, look, Darius Slay's a good cornerback. And the, the, I, I think if you were to say that the, <laughs> that the Saints would score 52 points, and that Drew Brees would throw 31 times. Something just doesn't add up. It was weird. very weird fantasy points from the quarterbacks, given 90 total points in the game. And Heath, would you rather have Ted Ginn or Willie Sneed rest of season? I will say Willie Sneed, but I'm not sure at what point I'm going to feel comfortable starting Willie Sneed over Ted Ginn. Oh, next week against the Packers. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know why. He certainly wasn't better in this game. No, but this was a shake the rust off game. And slot receivers against the Packers have been awesome for the most part of the season, including okay. Adam Thielen again today. Well, those guys that were playing the slot have to play outside now because none of their outside guys are healthy. Um, against the Packers? No, all the Packers corners are hurt. Oh, well, that's true. Um, so Adam, just to let you know, so I, I made my little comment on, on Twitter and. No. No, I did. Oh, okay. And well, it's not working. Well, it will. Uh, like one person said, I take my yes back. I voted before I read my tweet. Um, offense is bonanza. DSD doesn't count. Dilly dilly. Dilly um, dilly. What was your stupid tweet? I said vote no because defensive touchdowns should not count toward the bonanza. That doesn't, it, it, there's, I don't need the defensive touchdowns to count for the bonanza. Like there were like five players who were great in this game. It was, it was a, there were, there were five. There was Tate. There was Ingram. There was, Stafford had 20. Like, I'm taking that. There was, <laughs> there was Marvin Jones. There was. That's four. Kamara? It was fine, right? We established was he was fine. fine. How terrible he was fine. Was. No, he was fine. I, I said he was fine. Alright, you know what? It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, Jamie. Uh, I got this one. Uh, the fact that Adam Azer has to ask this question should be proof enough. Uh, another one was voted yes by accident it makes zero sense in reality. Well, I don't care. I got 60% of the vote, although it's, it used to be 63% before Jamie's stupid tweet. Washington 26, San Francisco 24. Um, da, 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 da. So Carlos Hyde, yeah, like what are your thoughts? 13 carries and, and Brita only had four, you know? Um, he only had 28 yards, but for Hyde on 13 carries, we scored twice. I mean, it, was this much to do about nothing, this whole Hyde's going to get traded thing? I don't think it's much to do about nothing because they're still 0-6. And if they get something of value in return for him, for a guy that they may not want to resign, it makes sense. Is it going, like Heath just said, it's, it's not often you see NFL trades in the middle of the season and, and you go around the, the NFL landscape of teams that are competitive that need running backs. I don't know if there is one that would make a deal to go get Carlos Hyde at this point. Um, this is one of those games, like when you talk to the novice fantasy player, like just to give you an example, Pete Prisco, um, our NFL guy who's not the, uh, most experienced fantasy guy, he hates games like this because he did not run well. Right. 
Yeah. He caught a few passes that made him look good, but the touchdown saved him. Hyde was started in 73% of leagues. So Brita's still, I guess, worth stashing. And, and look, they're, they're getting rid of Navarro Bowman. They pulled their quarterback very early in this game. So it would, I guess it wouldn't be a total shock if they did something with Carlos Hyde. No, but the, the nice thing though, just, just to follow up on it is this is now the second time early in the season, as we know, the storyline coming into the year and this game that he motivated and plays well or produces well at least. Heath, how much faith do you have in Terrell Pryor rest of season? Uh, faith, very, very little. He's a number three, a low end number three at that. Minnesota 23 and Green Bay 10. We've covered a lot of this. Would you consider dropping Randall Cobb for on waivers? Yes. For waivers, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Would you consider selling high on Adam Thielen? No. I nope. I, I would because Why? he because when Diggs is healthy, Thielen's not that good. Uh, when Diggs was healthy, Thielen had just as many yards as him. As who? If anything, buy low on him because he hasn't scored a touchdown. Um, I mean, week one they were both good. That was against the Saints. Since then, he Thielen was bad without Sam Bradford in three or four games. So three of five now. But which three is basically or four, what we've said about every with Diggs. But with Diggs, three or four bad. Okay, well, Dig uh, Thielen had some very good moments last year, right? We can agree on that. Oh yeah. So. Based on what we've seen so far this year, you're just saying a couple good games, right? Correct? Well, he's had three, three now. Three good games. Okay, so so three good games. And you're saying sell high or cut? Sell high. Oh, no, don't cut. Okay. Sell high. All right, Uh-oh. never mind. See oh, no, no, no. Definitely not cut. Okay, next game. New England 24, Jets 17. Uh, we talked about the Patriots running backs. I'm sure we're just going to say bad game for Chris Hogan. No huge deal. And really, like I said on the show on on Thursday, New England struggles at the Jets. They win, but it's not it's never pretty. Uh, as far as the Jets go, do you think Jermaine Curse or Robbie Anderson have any long term potential, or are they just matchups guys? Do we know the extent of Anderson's injury? I do not know. I don't know if he came back in the game. He was banged up toward the end of the game. You know, I have a better question because whatever. What do you think about Matt Forte? Matt Forte caught eight passes, nine carries for 22 yards, but eight catches for 59 yards. What do you think? I think the How long is the Lop Hollow out? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, yes, Heath, you were mentioning the Patriots don't cover pass catching. Running backs well, that is they true. They don't cover anybody. <laughs> that is you also would, true. You would be wide open running pass routes against the Patriots. But Forte is 46% owned. Is he a better ad than Deion Lewis? No. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> By the way, I have Safarian Jenkins as seventy-five percent owned, so that could still that could still climb, that could still go up. Uh, a few more games: Chicago twenty-seven, Baltimore twenty-four. Why did you, dude? I said Tariq Cohen was going to throw a touchdown in this game. He was the best quarterback in this game. <laughs> he sure was. Uh, Jamie, any major takeaways from Chicago, Baltimore? Um. I don't think we can trust any of the Bears pass catchers yet. I don't think it's a bad idea to stash Kendall Wright and certainly Zach Miller. But Miller's production the last two weeks is fluky. Uh, Jordan Howard really is the only startable Bears player for now. I want to know what they're doing and I, I reserve, hold the, reserve the right to amend these comments on Tuesday after I've seen snap counts. 
but they're not playing Kendall Wright as much as the other wide receivers. And they're playing Zach Miller not near as much as they should. They're running Deion Sims out there. I I don't know if they're just trying to see how Mitchell Trubisky reacts to the worst possible scenario they could put him in. But play your best players. He threw 16 well, passes. I, I will say this. Sims is is their best blocking tight end. And so when they're going to run the ball, he's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, right? There was the, you know, they listed their starting receivers after cutting Deontay Thompson. And they want to keep right in the slot. So if they're going to go with these big packages of double tight end sets, he's not going to be on the field. I, I think that's just part of what, what they're at. And, and this was a game where they weren't chasing points. When you're going to see Wright and Miller involved a lot more is when they're chasing points. Two more games. Cleveland at Houston. In a standard scoring league, who's the best Cleveland running back going forward? Still Duke. Yeah. And what do you think about selling Will Fuller? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Who would you rather have rest of season, Fuller or Thielen? Thielen. Thielen. But, you know, at some point we're going to see Fuller get a, a, a bigger target share. And who knows how good that could be. Yeah. Talented player. Fuller or or uh, what's his name? That guy, uh, Mari Cooper. You know what Fuller is? Sorry to cut you off. Fuller is very much like Devonta Adams a year ago. Mm, Cooper. Touchdown. Cooper for Heath. Cooper or Fuller, Jamie? I, I hope it's Cooper. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're, you're hoping at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, at, at again, it, it we, like he said before, Deshaun Watson's amazing, and and that's hard to argue with. But look at where Deshaun Watson's season has taken off. All right, it's with last Fuller one. on the field. Will Fuller or let's go to our last game, Sammy Watkins. Well, I'll take Fuller here. Yep. I mean, I, I as a matter of fact, I, I did that in two leagues. I cut. Sammy Watkins in two 10 team leagues, uh, and kept Will Fuller on my roster. I didn't make that exact switch. Oh no, maybe I did in one of them, but, uh, I, I just think you're, you gotta buy into production. Now next week could be really good for Sammy Watkins if Patrick Peterson's out with a quad injury. So Watkins, 94% owned. Uh, that's, I think he's gonna get dropped. I'm, I'm guessing he'll be in the 80s, uh, by Wednesday, but we'll, we shall see. And I just wanna say, you know, we said sell high on Todd Gurley if you can get like a King's ransom, and in the last two games, he's, you know, he didn't do well against Seattle. He had that Should touchdown that, yeah, became a fumble. And this is not a bad game by any means. 23 carries, 116 yards, but at the end of the day, it's only, it's only 11 fantasy points. It's good, it's not great. So. Yeah, so, but, okay, let me ask you this. Which game would you rather have? Todd Gurley or Carlos Hyde? I'm just saying, if you did sell high on him, you didn't miss out on elite production yet. But I understand uh, he fair. played well. He played fair. very well. Unless you sold them for Odell Beckham. Unless you sold them. Or for me, you sold them for Ty Montgomery and Jordy Nelson. Uh, and you lost Aaron Rodgers in that same league. Okay, we go home. We pack up the FFT league. Not going to win it this year. Not going to win it this year. Uh, thank you to Jamie and Heath. We'll be back on Tuesday with the waiver wire. And Bean Boozle this week. Get ready to eat some boogers, guys. Well, let's see. What's that? Oh, it's uh, 57-43. This is ridiculous. Down. No, no. This is ridiculous. This is outrageous. This is a Travis Sham mockery. We what? are done. Well, and finally, I hope you sold high on CJ, CJ Anderson because Jamal Charles is taking the job. Bye. Bye. It's all-